I have bullies. I have trouble with loud rooms, and I have autism. What I don't have is a nice school that helps me. My teachers this year didn't even know I have a... Oh, what's it called again? It's called a 504. I think it's called a 504. <laughs> my principal doesn't like me. What am I supposed to do? Today we're telling stories from school. I'm Colby, and I'm nearly neurotypical. What's up? Okay. <laughs> Today we're talking about how stupid my old school was. Yeah. I, you know, normally I would be like, no, they're not stupid. You know, it's not, you go there. But, uh, yeah, actually a little bit. Uh, ignorant, especially. And just an unwillingness to help a student achieve success at school. Which is what school is supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. bettering yourself, learning, building character—those kind of things are what you're—they're supposed to instill in education. And your elementary school was the opposite. Yep. Of that. So today we were supposed to do the last episode was friendship is magic. We were talking about you. We kind of got sidetracked. We started talking about bullies, and I kind of took over. So sorry about that. And we so we were going to finish friendship is magic, but. We've had a lot of stuff going on in your school lately, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought we could talk about that while it's still fresh in our mind. Because I, I guarantee you, listeners out there, any their kids have autism, they have these exact same problems. Now, now maybe, only, maybe it's worked out. I but, barely have any autism. Yeah, just a tiny... Barely? I, I, just, just a tiny... I always just say you were lightly kissed by the autism fairy. Just a little, little peck on your cheek there. Just enough to make you sniff your food... And do circles, sometimes on the soccer field. I just got bored. You get bored? It's like, oh, soccer. I don't know if they could hear you talking. I didn't, I didn't like soccer nah. that much. When I first played, I was just like, oh, this is so boring. Oh, you're so good at it, though. We'll talk about sports in another episode, but I wanted to I wanted to talk about your experiences at school and to help maybe parents or maybe kids feel like they're they're not alone and it's most likely not even their fault i don't know maybe a little hope or you know you can you too can overcome these things i don't i don't know but you have sort you want to start with kindergarten um, this starts day 1 with this school yeah we're not going to spend all day but let's we've got i've been going to the school 25 for minutes. I've been going to school for ever since I was in kindergarten. That's right. You started and your first day of school was here. You're in fifth grade now. Kinder, my kindergarten teacher was just the worst. She had no patience for little kids or Mm-mm. anything. She really didn't. What time? Like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm my drink. If you listen to Katie from the Crip, I always have like a drink that I'm drinking. And right now I have a a Coca Cola. Coca Cola. Which I shouldn't be drinking, but I kind of fell off the wagon this morning. You can have a sip. Kobe's having a sip of coca-cola which is a rare treat i cannot stress enough how bad sugar is to sometimes uh, he just tricks me with dr pepper sometimes i trick you with dr pepper we rarely let our kids have sodas colby you, what he eats he just projects like you you know when he's had sugar you can tell if he's gone to my mom's house for the day if he's loaded up on junk food because he comes home a completely different human being i don't know if that's just being a 10 year old boy or if that has something to do with the autism but it Great, his diet greatly affects his mood, his outlook. But okay, I'll let him have a sip of a soda, 
every now and then. Well, back to my kindergarten. Yeah, back to teacher. kindergarten. We get we get sidetracked easily on this show. Yes. Um, she was just nobody really liked her. Now the I don't problems. Think so. I now I can tell. Some I think of it the had experiences something to do with on, me having autism. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna ask. Like, I know the highlights. You know, I know like the cloud. You're very sensitive to hearing. And we'll talk about that. That follows you throughout your academic life so far. But when you were real little, we were just dealing with it. We don't. We'd been dealing with your autism for about a year. We taken you to Brain Balance, and that had done wonders. Brain Balance was fun. That did wonders for you. But there's still there's some maturing on your part. There's still some more learning and understanding on our part. And we were going through the process. And loud noises is a real trigger for you. And not so much now, but it still is. And when you were that little, it would really freak you out. Like right? you would, we would get calls that you would be like hiding under your desk, like screaming, covering your ear, like screaming. And you used to don't don't shake your head. He's looking at me like I'm speaking Japanese here. When you were in preschool, I would leave you. You would be in the hallway screaming your head off, and the teacher would be dragging you by the arm into her class. And I just had, she would be like, just go, I'll just take care of it. And I just had to leave. If there was even. No, that was church. No, that was school. If if there was a slightest corner, you would like bury your face in the corner and refuse to come out. Like, you don't remember. You don't remember how bad it used to be. And I'm, and I'm, I I really am. I remember that my preschool teachers were nice. They were nice, but they, you were, they had so much they had to deal with with you. It's, It's not your fault. Um, but fault. it certainly didn't make that any easier on them. And some of those traits carried over into kindergarten. Like, it didn't stop just because you were five or six. Like, you would hide under the desk, and you would scream, and you wouldn't do your work. And it was because it's a bunch of kindergartners, and it was loud. Honestly, we know now because it was Colby. That's not... Like, we know, we know, like, scientifically for a fact that loud noises cause this. Because it was I don't still a problem. Ever going like, under the desk and screaming. I don't care that you don't remember. My point is that you don't remember, but that still means it didn't happen. Your memory is really bad. This kid doesn't remember that he had a sister for the first three years of her life. He thinks she came home as a three-year-old, and we've got all these pictures of him holding her as she's coming. I've got a picture. I've got a picture right here. I got a picture right here of her as a newborn the day she come home and you are kissing her cheek. Look at her. She can't even, her eyes are still closed. And I've got it right here by the microphone. You don't remember. I I only remember like when, the youngest I remember her was when a few days before she took my Star Wars stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you remember. Okay. So your memory is unreliable at best. You can't, I remember certain things that I want to remember. Okay, well, that's, I don't advise that, but fine, whatever. But if I'm telling you that loud noises triggered you and you hide on the desk and you were screaming because we would get the calls, please believe me. These were some of your problems. We would have meetings with her and she was very composed. She seemed stern, but we liked that. We you needed the the structure we felt at the time like you you needed like set like patterns you needed somebody to take you by the hand and just sort of just tell you like everything you need to do but she also wasn't very understanding there there were outside stimuli like the noise 
that would set you off and she didn't know how to handle it. And it was that was really bad. Like we would bribe you. Like could you go a week without getting marks or whatever? You know, they had that like the, the marks oh, or something. I always got some week. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, the color changes. Yeah, that you were always you were never like all the way like you didn't go to the principal's office, you didn't get sent home, but it was always it was always down. It was always like one or two in the Yeah, in it was the always negative. in the yellow. And we would try and bribe you. We would buy like Skylanders. Oh yeah. Because at the time we didn't know video games were a connection really either. We use we, we tried to use video because you love video games. Oh yeah. And we tried to use that as a as a positive reinforcement. So we would buy a Skylander and be like, if you're good all week, you can have the Skylander. Oh, you tortured and, me. And you never and you never you never did. And we would get onto you, and I feel really bad, and I'm sorry. I will apologize. I'm 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 very sorry looking back because we didn't know. I didn't remember you guys getting on to me that much. Well, good because I remember, and I feel bad now because we didn't know better. But we really thought you were just being a bad kid, like you were just being disruptive. Mm. You know, because we're learning, and there's a lot of stuff we're having to deal with with you, and you're having to deal with with yourself. So we believed the teacher, and unfortunately, this was a problem for us for a couple years where we believed the higher authority or we believed other parents and we didn't believe you. And now it's like, now I don't believe anybody because they're, they're all liars and they're all stupid. And you're, you're, you've been the consistently honest, good one through your whole life. And, and it's, we were the ones at fault. So, so we would get onto you a lot because you were coming home with all these marks and it turns out that it was like never really your fault. So, yeah, so here in kindergarten, we didn't know better. We got on to you as the teacher kept getting on to you because we believed the teacher and we didn't believe our five-year-old. And it turns out that it really wasn't even you. And actually, some of the stuff that you got in trouble for was actually kind of exaggerated even on her part. Wait, what was it? That we found out. Like, just just your behavior. We found out from, like, other counselor, you know, people at the school that, no, nah, actually, it wasn't really that bad. I miss the Hispanic. I, I miss I miss her as well, the vice principal. And the... No, that's not. Uh, if you're saying something nice, we're trying to keep names and stuff Miss, out of this. But Miss Luki does Miss Lu- do it, but Miss she Luki. does have a not that good of a way. She like who, who was who was the you. vice principal that was good? I thought that was. Uh, she was like. What was her name? Uh, Hispanic woman. I don't know. She was very good. I liked yeah, her, like. Yeah, like she too. like calmed you down. Yeah. and Stuff, but Miss. She really cared. Miss uh, Luki. Okay, we're done with that. She she really cared. Um, she was last year. Uh, actually. The year before. Yeah, like yeah. third grade. That's I liked her. But on a, on another note, the, your kindergarten teacher, she retired. That was her last year. You broke her. Yeah, but this is like, they got another mean teacher that used to work in the lunchroom. Yeah, but not for your second gr- or first grade. But you moved on into first grade, and you actually had a good year that year. Oh, yeah. Because your teacher was fantastic. Like, can I say her name? Yeah, you can say her but name. Miss Bradford. Miss Bradford, yeah. Best teacher of ever had she she really worked wonders she was young and full of life she was the complete opposite of of your kindergarten teacher mm-hmm. and she wanted the kids to have fun at school which is a novel concept she would let you take your shoes off yeah like and walk you, around if in your you socks. did good things yeah if you were good and like helped other kids and stuff she would reward you which it, exactly you get rewards be. instead of punishments right a positive reinforcement and but you have such a thing with like sensitivity, like with touch. That was something early on that we had to work with with you because you kept putting your hands on kids, and kids would complain because you wouldn't stop. And it wasn't that you were trying to be annoying 
or just physical. It was just that you... Let's get physical. <laughs> you're just touch sensitive. And especially at that age, like you were just always hand, hands on every... We could just watch you at the soccer games. You were like holding your teammates' hands and, and they would shake you off, you know, because boys kind of at that age go the opposite way. And you were becoming like more more into like contact. Uh, so I think I think the idea of being able to walk on that floor like with your socks, I think you like that sensation. Oh no, I just you like, talked about that a lot. I hated wearing shoes. I don't. You don't wear shoes hardly ever. At all we keep having to like tell you when shoes. you go outside, put shoes on. No. You're like a little hillbilly. I don't like shoes. A little Huck Finn over here going around barefoot. The only shoes that I really that I would like to wear were are my sandals that are padded. Yeah, you're like an Asian kid walking around with your sandals everywhere you go. Comfy. Even in the winter. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. uh, Yeah, so we didn't have, like, any problems that year. Uh, She was a great teacher. She always said nice things about you. Like, it was a a 180 for you. You know, we've had our good years. We've had our bad years. Seems like it it kind of bounces. It it gets better. Bad, good, bad, good, good, bad. Well, every year it gets better. Every year it gets better, and a lot of that is your maturity. Because you get older. You get older, and you'll be able to handle yourself more. Age and maturity has dealt with a lot of these issues. But we still have teachers that just don't get it. And and I feel like the teachers want to help. I feel like the counselors, I feel like the vice principals, especially the the young Hispanic woman that we talked about like last year, she was really great. Your principal... Has got to be the dumbest dad. Gum- well, this is a family show, so I don't want to curse. But diddly the, the most diddly doggone <laughs> dumbest woman, human being I've ever encountered in my life. I've never known a person so insistent, willfully insistent on being ignorant of an issue that affects. A number of her students. You're not the only. You're not the only. You've got friends well, that the, have some of these same here's issues. Here's the thing, though. You you can go to the principal's office easily, but like the last time I did it, she just let me have free time. She's like, yeah, free time. Well, she's yeah. she'd given up on you at that yeah. point. Um, also, you had had we we'd had meetings because we have the state of Texas has said that the school needs to have a, like an annual meeting with us. So in your five hundred four. Where we go over how your behavior is, how you interact with the other students. I don't really like you're su- You're supposed to have regular meetings with the counselor. When I can do work, I prefer to do it alone. I always prefer to do it alone, too, because I found my other students to be mostly incompetent. Yeah. Well, it's just and like, it's just they always for me did to do something. It. Okay, I won't name names. I was in a group, and they wanted to do a video on mechanical energy, but I was like, just do a Google. I, w- I wanted to do a Google slide, because yeah. that'd be easier. But they were like, no, video. And so I asked my science teacher, mm-hmm. and she said I could do it on my own. And they never even got the video done. They yeah, exactly. 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 If, when you leave it up to other people, they won't get it done. They will let you know. Or they won't do it the same quality. Now, this is the first time you and I have talked about this, but I was the exact same way in school. I don't have autism, I just have a really good work ethic. And I know, I know what works. I know how to get the project done. My Google slide was pretty cool because it had like some animated pictures and stuff. Well, the last the last meeting um, your mother had with your with your teachers this year, that was something that came up was that you prefer to work alone, 
but you were always really good at like like it wasn't like you didn't complain and it wasn't a punishment for you it was almost a reward like can i just do this by myself and they'd say yeah and you'd be like great and then you would get it done and you'd get an a like you're a straight a student like math and science you're brilliant it's, it's the reading and english that kind of the reading and english kind of bad I can't write that. yeah your handwriting is like a mentally challenged puppy it's just it's terrible it's terrible <laughs> just laid his head down there's no sp- there's no spaces in between the words there's no punctuations it looks like the dead sea scrolls or something like that it's just it's just lines of I never squiggles. learned how to really write good well apparently you haven't learned grammar either because you would be writing well so yeah so we would have these meetings and and we would lay out like loud noises bothers you like a lot of times you get in trouble uh, when you get in trouble for talking or get in trouble for, it was in the cafeteria it was it was it, the the pattern was obvious that's mostly at recess yeah you say that I I wish you would stop because you don't know what we know okay mm-hmm. I'm talking about meetings with the principals mm-hmm. or and with the administration because in the hallway and like in the cafeteria like. The, it was it was worth it was double punishments. Like if you got in trouble in the classroom, it was like one. If you get trouble in the hallway, it was worth like two, something like that. So you would always get in trouble. It's like, oh, I got in trouble twice. It's like, why? Well, in the hallway or in the cafeteria, and these were the loudest places in the school, and it was so obvious. Well, they're loud. He he clearly has here in the the 504 giant ears. like it, it, he it, loud noises and I'm like he needs he needs earplugs and we provided you with earplugs teachers wouldn't let you wear them and it's like okay if you, if you're not going to let them wear it's I your think class. It's because they didn't let me wear them I don't remember ever having earplugs yeah i, I, I know we we've we've, it, we've admitted that your memory is is garbage so you, you, we provide you with earplugs the teachers wouldn't let you wear them so it's like fine, but we don't want to hear anything about him in loud noises. That's your choice. We provided you with something to help you. We're trying to help the teachers as well as as well as our son. But if you refuse that help, fine, like the bracelets that you would chew on. You know, because you needed touch stimuli, so we would get you these little braces with different textures mm-hmm. that you could pop. Because your oh, yeah, problem was that you were always touching the kids next to you in the class. Yeah, and it was disruptive to them. The yeah, you remember the brace because you would chew to pieces we kept having to buy more you would chew them up and and we got to the point where the teachers some teachers wouldn't let you wear them in class that's me and okay all right it's your class but we don't want to hear anything about him touching other students because we had the solution to this sometimes like 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 every time you tried a solution they never let it they really did not want and i want to say they didn't want to go out of their way to help you but letting you wear like a little plastic bracelet isn't even going out of their way. It changes nothing. Like there, there's no work involved at all. Some would let you wear. It. That Some much would. Anymore. Well, age has had a huge effect on that. Uh, your maturity. Like you're not. Touching I do people remember stuff though. Anymore. I get distracted by like the smallest thing. Yeah. Now sometimes that happens to the best of us. But we had, you know, we 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 went to the state. We had you evaluated. We had these very clear guidelines. That we submitted to the school, and the state also put the burden on the school to go about these guidelines. Your school chose not to, over and over again. Your principal, God love her, we would have these meetings with this with this person, and she would she would say he's always getting in trouble in the classroom, and it's like yeah, you don't see the connection. Like it's the loudest place. 
in the building. It says right here that loud noises set him off. Are you so stupid? You know, we wouldn't say, of course, I'm thinking it. I thought the loudest place in the building was the lunchroom. Yeah, it's the cafeteria. Yeah, you said class. I thought I said cafeteria. I'm sorry. If I said classroom, my mistake. Cafeteria. And she would be like, oh, he's always getting in trouble in there. It's like, yeah, it's the loudest place. I bet if he had the earplugs, it wouldn't help. And then we would ask her, do you do you really know, do you know what autism in it? Autism in, do you really know what autism is? And she'd be so offended. Of course. I know what autism. And it's like, and then she would go back and she would say something so stupid like, like that. Like, I don't know why he always gets in trouble where it's loud. So you clearly, and she always wanted you to put you on drugs. Seriously? She always wanted you to take pills because she's she's lazy and did not care about you. That's just cruel. She's to put a kid, a little kid on pills. Little kid on pills. I could not be more against children taking mood altering drugs. Of course, I'm not a dog. I can't say, hey, if you're if you're doing it to your kid, stop right now. But I can tell you how I feel, and I think I just said it. There's just, there, I don't, I, I feel like there's just nothing worse. Positive environment does more than, does more than medication. And you weren't finding it there. She always wanted to put you on drugs. And then we would have these issues where, you know, we've talked in the last episode about bullies. The, the bully, the bullying has really intensified this year mm-hmm. on you. And we've talked a little bit about that in past episodes. But like, if you, if you had enough of getting pushed around and you fought back, you would be the one that got in trouble. So here is the situation that we have with this principle. Whenever you were being bullied, it was, be, it was because you had provoked them. You had provoked them with your words, and they had gotten tired of your provoking and fought back. Yet when you fought back to the bullying, when you fought back, violence was never the answer. And no amount of them provoking you would justify you putting your hands on them. That's literally what she told your mother like two weeks ago. If you fight them, it's your fault. And if they fight you, it's your fault. Either way, it's your fault. You're looking at me. You're looking yeah, at me probably. exactly like I'm thinking. Probably. Exactly probably how I looked at, at your mother when she was telling me this. So there's no way you can win. There's no way you can win. And then she would say, then we would say like, oh, he... Well, he doesn't come to it. You know, we would bring up these examples of you getting bullied. You had the kid and his two brothers push you off your bike and kick your bike. And then you you pushed them off and you took your bike and came home. You were being bullied. You had the kid that followed you out on the trail, right, who, who tried to fight you. And then at school you have problems. And we would bring up these examples and they would say... Well, she would say, well, he doesn't come to us with these. When I did come up, that one kid do corner me. Like, you can't hold stuff from the past. Is that what she said? That's exactly what the teacher said. That's, oh my God, I didn't know. Yeah, so she would say, like, he, he wouldn't come to us. And then we're like, well, here's these situations. And then when you actually came to him with the situation, like, like the girl, like, like the girl who was calling you gay. She kept calling you gay. This happened just a couple weeks I ago. Just pushed her. And you you pushed her. You told her to stop, and then you pushed her. And she would say, "Oh well, he's lying." She was just playing. Boy, that's what no. she she said. Oh, she, she was just playing. He didn't have his right to put hands on. So even if when you came to him, they didn't believe you, and then their defense was, "He never he never comes to us." How come, so how I can, do come to you. Yeah. You don't believe me. Exactly. And it's like, well, it's isn't it obvious why he doesn't come to you? Because you don't believe him. 
And then right there, then she says when he did, when he, when you do come to her, then she doesn't believe you. She's like, well, I don't believe him. You just, you just proved our point. You idiot. Like she, like in the same sentence, she would say these things. We finally had it out. Uh, we're going to go just a little bit long. Do you want to talk about when you try to run away? A couple weeks back? Yeah. Yeah. The, the last, a couple weeks ago, this all finally came to a head. And, Seems like everybody. Well, it was the girl. You pushed the girl and you got in trouble. You'd been getting in trouble for... I was for worried a... that you whipped me with... No, nah, I'm done uh, with... I hadn't done that since you were a little kid. Well, that that kind of stuff like doesn't work. Whip me with the belt. Yeah, I was trying to put some fear into it. Man, look at this belt. You see this little belt I wear? Like, it's uh, not going to hurt. It, trust me, man. I, uh, you call my bluff on that. I, I even thought, like, I hope he doesn't get in trouble because this belt's not going to hurt. <laughs> it's not going to hurt him. <laughs> But you did get in trouble. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spend. You're too big. You're too. It, it wouldn't hurt. And there's no point. There's no point in it. We'll, we'll get into like discipline a kid with autism in another episode because some things work and some things don't. Uh, that corporal punishment does not work, at least for you. But you got in trouble with the girl, right? And you ran away from home. And we found you about two miles from the house on your bike. When I was coming back. You were coming back. And I got a call from your principal because we didn't know where you were, man. You really freaked us out. And I got a call Don't from threat the, me with the belt. Well, good lord, I'd I'd beat you with the belt for taking off. You were holding up traffic. There was a line of trucks, ten trucks deep, because you're in the middle of a major road on your bike. Good lord. We'll look back on this and laugh, but at the time, I thought you'd gone insane. And that principal. You know, like I was like, oh my, I'm so crazy. Yeah. I'm glad you realized the the your, the fault and your plan, but your principal called and I am thankful she called me. She goes, "Do you know where Colby is?" And I go, "No, do you?" And she's like, yeah, "A teacher was on her way home and she saw him Art teacher. out on the road." And I'm like, "I'm I'm actually near there. I'm out driving around looking." I was like, "Okay, I know where he is. I'm just gonna bust you turn. I'm I'm right there." And she's like, "He is troubled. He is a troubled boy." And I'm thinking. You know, I don't really care about talking to you because I'm going to try to get my son off the highway before he gets ran over. Because it was like right when everybody's coming home from work. Yeah, no thanks to you. Because here's the thing. The principal thinks you're a troubled kid and she wants you gone because you have problems. But you're at home. Mm -hmm. You're fantastic. You're a fantastic kid. You go outside and you play. You play with your friends. You're out there playing football. What friends? Your friends. <laughs> oh, I didn't actually want to play football. I know you didn't, but you did. You went out there and played. You take Finn for walks. Oh. You, you're you're good at Grandmommy's house. You're good at Mamma's house. You play with kids like around the neighborhood. You're good at um, church. And say, with no problems. Grandma bribes me with crackers. Well, yeah. If all it takes is like salting crackers to make you do good, then you're a pretty good kid. You're great. You're great everywhere except for the eight hours you're in their care. So my thinking is, what are you doing wrong? Because I'm doing a great job. When my kid's with me, he's fantastic. So why is it when he's with you there's these problems? What are you doing wrong? Because you know me more. Well, I don't know, know you. You know how to I don't have to do anything. Do I just say, hey, Colby, come out here and help me with the groceries. And you go out there and you grab groceries. And in fact, you're like, hey, give me another bag. It makes it go faster. It makes it go faster. Get the job done. I don't have to bribe you or do anything for that. That's mm -hmm. just you. Yeah, I don't have any problems with you. You're a great kid. You and your sister are both fantastic also kids. So the so the principal finally was like, "Look, your your sister she goes to a different elementary school, 
and you would rather go to that school too because you've you've got some friends there and and you just like that school better and we like that school better too they have a better principal and that school has more fun yeah so yeah they have like they can just wear normal clothes we never get to we just wear we don't even get to wear pajamas anymore yeah, wear, like, normal if 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 Kate's school does A, B, and C for like homecoming or something, for example, your school will only do A, and it's completely up to the principal. Your principal chooses not to have as much fun as it's Kate's not, principal. It's not fair. And and but you couldn't transfer even though we wanted you to. But you finally whittled down and us too because that principal at your school hates us. Uh, she was like, whatever. I want Colby gone. I want him transferred. I'll do whatever it takes. Whatever paperwork we need to do, we'll make it happen. Suddenly, we can't get her to, you know, help the teacher. Because your teachers this year didn't even know you had autism. They Seriously? Didn't, they didn't know you had a 504. When it, when your mother brought it up to them, they're like, we haven't heard anything about this. And then when, when your mother went to the principal about it, the principal was throwing them under the bus. I don't know why they would say that. They have everything. It's all on file. Oh, she's and she's lying because yeah. you know your your four teachers aren't all together like but genuinely confused. Are nice. They why, are nice. Why would they? You have good teachers. Why would this they year. lie? Exactly. They're not lying. They don't know. Yeah. Your principal's a moron, and she doesn't know what she's doing. And really, the worst part is that she doesn't care. This. I hope she is. She's a terrible person. But the worst part is that she doesn't care that she doesn't care. It's not like, oh, I'm really bad at this. Maybe I should How like learn. How do you learn. not care that you don't care? Sometimes. How does that work? In like government jobs and like public jobs, you fail upwards. You rise to the level of your incompetence, which means sometimes the worst you do, people they just try and bump you up the ladder. Look, she's a moron. Let's just get her up somewhere so she's away from kids. You know, yeah. you move up actually a lot of times, like well, that in the post my, office. That um, good counselor. Yeah. Before. The one we have now. Um, Move up to the mic. You guys say that she just went to a better place, but... But your principal. My principal um, said the reason that she went is because she went to another school to get her doctor's degree. Her, yeah, get like a doctorate? Yeah. Yeah, she went some... She's bettering herself, and she went someplace else that could provide that. Yeah. Yeah, she's went, she, yeah, she went to a better place. Um, yeah, because nobody... This, think, this place goes through like... As vice much. principals like Hogwarts goes through dark arts professors. <laughs> oh, that was a good reference. That was a good. That's staying, and that, that was a good reference. <laughs> um. Well, here's the thing, though. The kids that I know that have left this school, they have the right idea. Yeah. Well, a happy ending because we got to wrap this up. We're six minutes over. A uh, happy ending is that you have transferred. The transfer yeah. went through after this week. It only took a couple days. Uh, they got it done on on Monday. You start a new school, mm-hmm. and the the email from the principal. They're very excited to have you there. They look forward to you starting their school. It's a fresh start. There's no there's no bullies following over. Nobody knows you. You know, it, it's all it's all clean. Feels and, like one of the. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like it's one of those you choose, the adventure things. Choose, choose your adventure books. Choose. Well, you do really you you choose. It's all in your hands now. You choose who you go with. Well, there's a lot of responsibility to this too, because you know, at this school, we could we could. There's a lot of blame to go around for the issues that we've had. You need to move up to the mic. There's a lot of blame to go around, but at this school, there's not. It's all. It's really all on you. If the kids don't like you, it's your fault, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't 
you can't go back to kindergarten. You can't talk about because these kids don't live in our neighborhood either. They live over in Fox oh, Hollow. Yeah. yeah, there's there, there's a lot of there's a lot of responsibility, but there's also a lot of relief to go with. It. I'm relief for you. I bet you are, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we have a happy ending to this, right? Yep. I think your yawn means we're about over. You've got a friend coming over here in about ten minutes, so we'll have to put this. We're gonna we're trying to record a couple episodes back to back because. It's been very hard for us to do this show and fit well, it in with my work. A new job. I am getting a new job, so we will hopefully so. have more regular episodes. So for everybody out there listening, there is hope. Hopefully, you get a good principal that actually pays attention to the paperwork and actually cares about your student. That's going to be it for this episode. You can check us out at katiefromthecrypt.com, uh, nearly neurotypicals on iTunes, and you can send me any emails any comments or stories or suggestions at nick holman at katiefromthecrypt.com and you can follow us on twitter at katie crypt and you're probably wondering where's all this katie crypt stuff coming from this show is called nearly neurotypical same people katie from the crypt is his sister's podcast that we started months before so the website's all named after that check that podcast out that's where me and his eight-year-old sister review horror movies and talk about life I guess that's probably everything for today. Spoiler alert. The next movie is Chucky. That's right. Yeah, we'll be uh, Wednesday, hopefully. Child, we'll do a review on Child's Play. That'll be coming up. So, I don't know. For you, you want to say goodbye to everybody? Boy, and have a good Thanksgiving break. All right. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Bye.